Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. With a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to to make make your Tuesday just right. I'm Olivia, an entrepreneur, content creator, and a friend to call if you need some encouragement. And I'm Lisa, a mom, an artist, and I'm not your average pastor's wife. Our mission is to bring you episodes every week that will inspire you, help you grow, and bring a smile to your face. Through renowned entrepreneurs and experts, social media personalities, and our super witty and cute banter. This podcast is for the girl who wants to learn about her health, has big dreams and knows that complacency is never an option. She also has time in her schedule for two new BFFs. Because there is one thing we are confident in. It's It's always always better better when salt and pepper come together. Hi, Shakers. Welcome to the show. I wanted to pop in here really quick before we officially start to let you know that we had a little bit of audio difficulties. It's bound to happen. I mean, come on. It's only happened a few times in 150 episodes. But if this is your first time listening to the show, I just wanted to pop in to say, hey, this doesn't normally happen. Zoom did us dirty. And for some reason, there was some audio difficulties. And I promise it wasn't my fault. Okay. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know it still sounds great super easy to listen to. Grace is such a fun time, but there are some audio things that aren't typically in our episodes, so I figured I would let you guys know. But without further ado, let's get into the show. Hi, Shakers. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast. My name's Olivia. My name is Lisa. And on today's episode, we have on Grace Valentine, who is an author, a podcaster, a speaker. She really does it all. She does it all. And she thought we were night well you were 19 and I was 22 which is kind of a first to be older than someone and she thought we got Botox so I love her yeah did she say that she thought we got Botox well I said I said you got Botox I've been looking into that and she goes I'm surprised you guys haven't already because you look so good and I was like please stay for forever yeah she didn't think that we looked like it so that's a good thing no (laughs) no she just meant it looked like we were wrinkle free maybe it's just because the glasses cover up half of my face so she can't see well no I actually think that's what it is anyways what a fun episode. She's really good at talking. I she really is. envy people who can just like go. I mean, these are our dream guests. They just like yeah. keep going. We don't have to ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's just a conversation. Yeah, I love it. And she also has a podcast with her best friend. Um, it's called Water into Wine. You can find it on Spotify. It's really fun. It's honestly very similar to our podcast. <laughs> so Even similar. her description of it. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's in our bio. Like everything you just said. Um, and then she also just released a book called What Will They Think? You can get that anywhere books are sold I'm wondering if it's on Kindle because I want to read it Um, I'm not good with like physical books and um, she also does mini books on her Instagram the Grace Valentine and those are really cool they're really like mini blog posts Mm -hmm. but she talks like a lot of what we talked about today but they're really like insightful yeah so they're just the captions of all of her photos and so it's like you know uh, a break from what Instagram is yeah, like, it's you know, not like, it's look like at a me. Short, it's kind of like, look at this. It's like, <laughs> read hey, this. Whew, take a breath. Take a breath. Like, yeah. this is real life. You don't have to, you know, everyone is trying to figure things out. Yeah. But she was super great. This episode was really fun. And you can head to the show notes below and you can find and click all the links to find all of her things. And I think that's it. We get into our silver linings at the end of this episode because she asked us, which was fun. So stay tuned for those. Um, and let's shake it up with Grace Valentine. 
literally whatever direction it goes into, we just let it go, you know? Let the spirit guide us. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Follow the vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. I think I think we're good. We're good. Everyone good? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I just want to tell you that we have been hanging out with you for the past two days without you even knowing, just listening to your podcast and getting to know you guys. And you guys have the best names. We were talking about how cool your guys' names are. Oh, you're talking about me and Ketley. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. I, I will say, I always say if I have a little daughter one day, because my last name is Valentine, if anyone listening doesn't know. Yes. I would love to name her Valentine and call her Val, you know, because like Cute. hopefully at that point, if I, I'd be married and I'd be settled down and that. <laughs> but yeah, Ketley, I love Ketley's name, but she has one of those names that whenever she gets coffee, she, they're like Kelly. Like that's right. one of the things. I think we even had a guest on our podcast, Sweet Cam. He was like, like through the whole interview kept calling her Kelly and I kept kind of oh. interrupting him saying yeah so Ketley didn't catch it till oh he texted gosh. me after and he goes wait you're telling me the whole time her name was Ketley oh. I'm like yes that is my biggest fear yeah oh completely oh saying people's name the wrong way in interviews sometimes I just oh, sometimes I don't gosh. even say it or I don't say their last name because I get so scared well, before interviews or at the top of my our notes we'll like have the person's name and then I'll like put it throughout the notes so I never forget <laughs> and like I know how to say it exactly and then before we're both telling each other the name of the person so we don't say it incorrectly <laughs> um or no. say bad with that and I it's know. just like so awkward I mean if someone did it to me I'm like totally fine about it but yeah I wish um, you could say I'm fine about it but I'm like probably <laughs> a little like what you're like my name is Grace this is not hard to get I know right or true. wrong Gracie Gracie oh. like bothers me because I'm like that's like a dog well if anyone's listening named Gracie so it's a beautiful name but okay. when I think Gracie I'm like you're looking at me like a little girl like lately I've been having a lot of people ask how to spell my name like a lot like how how do you spell olivia i'm like is there other ways the traditional well a lot of people are naming their kids olivia with an a at the beginning so i think they get confused. why like what's the point of that like to try to be try to be trendy but i'm like what do you mean how to it's like asking how to spell like monica it'd be like well i always was so when i signed books because i'm an author there was one time i met an emily and she said my name's emily so i started writing e-m-i-l-y and she goes, oh, it's actually I-L-E-E. And so then I like, I felt bad. There's nothing worse than we have to scratch it out. But I was yeah. like, who spells Emily? Like, I was so confident going into E-M-I-L-Y. And it was yeah. like E-M-I-L-E-E. So people yeah. always got something new up their sleeve. Yeah, so you never know. Um, Parents are getting bored these days. They okay, are. so I um, can't wait to meet Ketley one day. She has no choice. <laughs> um, me, we are the same person. Oh, 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 yeah, you said the hot Great, cheetos, there's competition. Right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I I love the name of your guys' podcast. I think that is such a good name, Water into Wine, and then you guys are drinking wine. I just think, you know, it's clever, but it's not too, like, trying to be, like, quirky and, like, you know, try hard or yeah. anything like that. I think it's so cute. And I was like, wait, she loves spicy, carby food, which is, like, my ultimate favorite stuff. And then she drinks lattes and wine I'm like literally that is my diet if it is anything else it is just those three things so um I'm definitely gonna have to get her on next so let's talk about your podcast a little bit so you actually had another podcast just yourself and it recently R.I.P. ended yeah literally R.I.P. literally 
But I'm so excited because Water into Wine, the topics you guys cover and the way that you, it's so cool because I think in the same way that we have a podcast and you guys talk about totally different topics, but it's so relatable for us girls like in our 20s. And I think you guys really come at things well-rounded and you're still like calling people out, but not in a way that's like not everyone is welcome here type of a thing. I feel like anyone can come to your podcast and feel welcome, but like be held accountable. I kind of want to hear about how did you guys start Water Into Wine? Yeah, well, that's thanks for even listening to that because it feels like right now, like my little side hobby, like sometimes I forget. I'm sure y'all understand. You're like, you like people are like, what do you do? And you're like, this is a podcast. Like, you know, you just kind of <laughs> yeah. feel like naturally it's like, oh, it's just a hobby. You're like, no, this is something I enjoy more than yeah. a hobby. It's like part of me. It's something like I've built and I'm working on. I think so. I first put my podcast, I'm tired. And that was like right before 2020. And I don't know what like girl boss like thing I thought it was. Like I thought it was kind of cool to be tired. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. Like I'm annoyed. I'm physically exhausted. Like he he cute me, you know? And so I think the brand wasn't mature at the time without realizing it. And it had great interviews. And I would say in some ways it was more successful, but it wasn't as like fulfilling for me because it wasn't showing my true personality it wasn't what I, like, I feel like I ended each episode if I was talking about something I was tired of, like, I would just be like, not a Debbie Downer. And then I do so much in my life alone. Like, I'm sure both of y'all have your own careers, but like my career is writing books, which is alone. I do like a lot of things alone. Like if, if anything, if my side gigs are alone, I might babysit alone. And so I just kind of came to the point where I was like, I don't want to do everything alone. And I knew I was going to rebrand my podcast. I was thinking of the name and I very much felt like, and you don't have to live in God, but for me, it was like, okay, I felt like God didn't want me to do something alone because I had done so much alone in my life and I was getting lonely about it. I just didn't enjoy that. And then one of my best friends is Ketley. And my favorite thing about Ketley is she is someone who kind of puts me in my place. And we, she travels for my second book tour with me, like to all different cities. I could just throw Ketley into a sea of sorority girls and she could just blossom. <laughs> like wherever I put her, she would thrive. And she's someone that I look up to in a lot of ways because she makes me better. And so I think I just kind of had this realization, like I don't have to do this alone and I can do it with someone who makes me better. Like it makes me a better friend, challenges me. And Ketley is also very good at challenging me and like how, without realizing it. And I'm not trying to get on like a really deep talking, but I can be really whitewashed in my life without realizing it. And Ketley, you know, her family's from Haiti. Like she has a way different perspective than me. And I think I sometimes, like when I speak, I speak to a lot of sorority girls and I speak to a lot of like churches and there comes to the point when you have to almost self be self-aware of your, the way you're portraying yourself. And so I wasn't doing a great job elevating any other voices, but my own one, and definitely not African-American or anyone different. So when I thought about Ketley, I thought of someone who I think is so funny, which you even said, like, like, even like you were saying things about Ketley because she can connect with anyone just like that, whether it's on a podcast or whatever, she makes me better. And I felt like it was also good for the audience to like elevate someone else. So it's not just like Grace Valentine, the Christian writer. It's also one of my best friends who makes me better and a powerful and someone I look up to like black woman in America. And that was a lot of the reason I switched. But in general, the brand for Water into Wine is to kind of be between like, I feel like there's always a Christian deep podcast that they're like trying to give you these crazy advice. And it gets to the point when I'm like, Dude, I just want something like fun. Like I want something that's relatable that 
they admit they don't know how to date in their 20s like they're figuring it out like things like that um but then I also wanted something that was like empowering and didn't feel toxic and I'm not saying there's any podcasts that do that but I feel like there was like a weird in between like to be funny you couldn't be like at all like a little bit pure in other ways and so mm-hmm. I just very much yeah. want to find the in-between of that and that's why we kind of joined forces with that but I would challenge anyone and I'm sure y'all can relate like do something fun with your best friend because I've done Instagram alone I've done all things alone but there's nothing mm-hmm. more fun than when I get my best friend in my recording studio and we can just laugh and interview someone or just talk together because things are just way more fun when you're doing it with someone who challenges you cares for you and knows you well yeah yeah and and I I think that that says a lot like having someone who's different from you so that they can balance you out and I love that she has that perspective of like having a family from like different continent and has totally different experience so and I love that I um yeah I I love that there's a balance between the two of you and I think that's so similar to us too we literally just had a conversation saying those exact <laughs> things like we want to be Christians but we also like maybe want to say a dirty joke and not feel bad about yeah, it and not you know? feel guilty yeah like, so say a little bit of like celebrity gossip and no one think I'm like a loser seriously <laughs> right it's yeah. like you're not even drink in. wine I was like what yeah. Christians ever admit that they drink alcohol but they all do that's what annoys me I'm like so we drink in closets like Jesus didn't do that so I'm drinking my shoe shed yeah (laughs) yeah and and why are we supposed to um like we should be examples of like how to do things like safely and doing them wisely like I have two children and the last thing I have children yeah yeah I just literally thought you were like 18 how old are you not like 18 <laughs> or 19 have kids thank you we'll accept it how old do you think I am okay, tell me okay, I'm 18 yes. too you, hold on hold on hold on hold on okay so how old do you think I am because I need this okay I really thought you were 19 I thought oh, you were tell me tell me I thought you were the I thought you were like 22. I thought I was older than oh her you look Usually like do you ever opposite. get that you get Olivia do you get told you look like uh the girl like Jade on Victorious you remember her no, but she she is stunning, so I will accept it. Like you have the eyebrows. It's like Jade's oh. one. She's like the mean girl, but yeah, yeah, she's on. She's on the reboot of Dynasty. Oh, oh. really? That's not, I didn't know. She- yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, I watch all that crap. Um, <laughs> crap. We love that crap. Tell me how old you are. Reveal yeah, yourselves. Yeah. Okay, so I'm 28, and I have oh two kids. Oh my gosh, you're yes. so young. Thank you. I've been married for seven years, and I am 29, and I live at home with no children, but I've been <laughs> dating someone for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you have a child too for seven years. I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, her careers and her jobs are her children. Yes. Yes. No, um, I relate to that too. I feel like that can be how I am a lot of times too. I'm like I'm on yeah. that road. I'm just turned 26. I did get Botox. I'll confess. And oh my gosh, you I, did! I just literally envy, made an appointment you. to look into that because they have a new. Can't thing. believe that y'all have it because y'all look so good. Are- <gasps> That's sweet. Come back anytime. Yeah, <laughs> but that just I just laughing like my children. I'm like. Your, is that your audience? Like, you know, your like, <laughs> well, yeah. she she did get married at 21. Yeah, so, I got married at you 21. know, 
Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Uh, what was I saying, though? I don't know. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, we, no I, please, I, if you're going to interrupt with that. Tangents. I know. Interrupt me anytime if you want to say that I look younger than We I were really talking am. about how Ketley and how different that's how y'all are. Like, y'all are awesome. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and so we kind of just touched on that. But, like, we have, like, wildly different, like, experiences growing up in the church. Like, our lives right now are so wildly different. And so that's why we are the Salt and Pepper podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think the beauty of that is like, oh, you guys are the Salt and Pepper podcast too. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. Um, Funny. I love that. I think everyone's always better. I think there's like this thing that you have to have friends like you. And I'm, I'm a firm believer you just need like-minded friends. Like you need friends yeah. who have like overall like the same morals and value. Yeah. But everyone's upbringing can be different. If anything, I think that's the beautiful thing. It's going to make you a better person because it's kind of like when I did a sorority and I joined Rush, I looked around my every senior year and I was like, a lot of my friends are just like me. This is like a problem. Like this mm-hmm. is like, we're, like oh I'm in gosh. this one little group of girls who we all have the same hobbies, same things. And then I kind of realized I was like, this is sad. Like if someone looks back on my college experience, it goes, mm-hmm. who did you hang out with? And so then I just was like, I need to find people from different, like, cause I go to a big school and it, changed my perspective when I was like maybe I should be friends with people not just like me yeah and you know what's so funny is that's what I thought of when I was dating and when I got married I was like the okay so I've been watching Love Island that's that's my confession um Australia specifically I've been liking it it's getting a little dirty Huh? Yeah, I've never seen Love Island, but all my friends swear by it. Like, that's their favorite, like... I really like it. Yeah, I really like it. it it's really funny, actually. Um, So, what was I saying? Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're watching Love Island. So, I'm watching Love Island. Oh, something that I hear so often, especially from culture, is I want someone who's like me. Mm-hmm. That is the last thing that I wanted. I'm like, why would I want to marry myself? Like, I'm flawed. <laughs> I'm introverted. Like, I don't do that well, like, around other people. I want someone who's, like, strong, who's personable, who can, like, talk well around other people, who I can, like, look up to. And I think that's the same thing with friendships. I think it's so scary to see a group of girls who are exactly the same I don't have a single friend that looks like me I don't even know if I have another blonde friend actually now that I think about it all of my friends are different ethnicities nationalities I think you're one of my only white friends actually and I think I think there's so much beauty in that because it means like you're growing and you're all coming from different experiences and life experiences. And I think that's like so much of the point of like coming together is like Jesus's people too is like learning. And like this is what the kingdom is going to look like too. Like we shouldn't be comfortable. We should all always be growing. So again, that's just me shouting out water into wine. I just it's so cool like what you guys do and the topics you guys guys cover. Well, it's cool what y'all do too. It's cool what y'all do too. And I love that you mentioned dating because I do think that's like a thing in your 20s that you think like, like if I'm going to meet with them, they better be like me. But I'm like, I don't even want to be like, if I'm with someone just like me, like that's going to butt heads over time. I'm going to need someone when it comes to like who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, who is maybe going to want to know how to do taxes because I ain't got a clue about (laughs) that. Like, you know, enjoys guard work because I'm tired of milling my lawn. But also on the other like side of things, someone who can put me in my place, like someone who isn't afraid to like speak, like not over me, but speak like, uh, call me up in those moments. And so Mm -hmm. I love that even with your husband, I'm sure he's completely opposite of you. 
so opposite. <laughs> I know that's interesting you're saying that because lately in the past month I've been so I've been with somebody for 10 years and there's like certain things that are so triggering and I've been trying to figure out what they're why they trigger me and one of those things is when he doesn't just accept what I'm saying is right and he like is gonna be right you know and then he, most of the time he is right and I find it to be so triggering like well it's not fun to hang out with you because like you're just not agreeing with me and then I started to think a lot of people who I'm like my friends are will like think I'm right or like think I'm smart and then I'm like wait 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 okay that's bad because I need to be challenged within what I'm thinking and not have the pride of being like right or whatever it is and so what you were saying about finding Ketley and being like I need to be challenged and I need somebody to call me out it's like we actually need that especially as believers because how will we ever grow and I think you can always see that with podcasts or businesses or even friendships where you're like you guys are feeding off of each other's negative actions and you're like enabling that behavior as opposed to being like hey actually maybe you were wrong in that situation or whatever so I think it's really powerful you obviously do not know Jesus yeah, that that's, is such a red flag that's scary that is so scary and I, I can be so like I think it's like almost when people are like try to speak their mind so much and I think like you don't speak like the spirit. You don't speak kindness. You don't speak love because you're speaking your mind. Mm -hmm. And so I need someone who's going to interrupt me in those moments. And I also need friends. And I've been around, like you said, the friends that are just like woo go girls, like the woo girlfriends. Like <laughs> those aren't the friends that are going to really be able to like almost help you hit those milestones because yeah. especially in a creative career or in any career, you're going to need people's feedback. And if people's feedback is always, woo, like you're so good. And they're not being honest with you because we're all human. We're all flawed. Like we're not these perfect little human beings doing perfect things. There's always room for improvement, but you're never going to find improvement if you don't have relationships that are willing to like point that out to you. Totally. Yeah, it's so important. I So I want to transition a little bit into your Instagram because I've actually been following you for a long time and you have been in my folder that says- I need to follow you back. Like, oh, okay. uh, let me send me those Instagrams after we'll this. Ex we'll accept it. Um, but I have a folder in my podcast thing that says to ask to be on the podcast. And you've been in that like since oh, the very yeah. beginning. So when That's I got, so yeah. So when we got the email, they were like, you know, you want Grace to be on the show. I was like, um, I've wanted that for so long. Um, but your Instagram is very unique and different. And I would love for you to speak on where you find, because you, you talk a lot about, um, you have like mini books and you talk a lot about like kind of like blog posts within your Instagram and especially with how social media is now you have to be really um, I think specific with what you're doing to find growth and I think you've done a really really good job at that so I would love for you to speak on how you found that niche and what made you start doing that yeah no if anything I'd say this past year has probably been my I don't want to say successful because it's easy to get caught up in numbers but yeah. where I've watched like hard work kind of blossom and finally seeing kind of like the fruit to my labor, like how much I've worked on my Instagram, but also why I did. I think, so I was always a blogger at first. Like I had a lot of blogs that did well back when blogs were the thing. And I'll be honest, like blogs aren't the thing anymore. People don't have the attention span yeah. to read a whole article. Like that maybe like your mom does, but like not little girls swiping and not mm -hmm. me swiping. That's for sure. Like when I'm ADD, but I kind of was trying to find my place and I was like, okay, to go on Instagram. I had my first book come out 
and it was kind of doing well, but I was like, okay, I'm going to try to like laugh in the wind or like post selfies of me and like an inspirational caption. And it just did not fit right. It's kind of like, I, it works for some bloggers. It works for some little Instagrammers, but it just wasn't me. Like, I'm not a girl who has like a bunch of, there's nothing wrong. I'm not trying to be like, I'm a pick me girl. Like I'm not like other girls, like, you know, but like, I really don't, I feel awkward when I take photos of myself. Like, I'm just really not good at it. Like, I just, and I, I feel like I look better in person. I'm like, okay, this feels weird. Like, you know, especially when I'm trying to do it on the daily. I'm not good at style. I do not have, like, if you look in my closet, it's the most basic thing you'll see. Like, there's whatever's trending. I've gone through that phase with the rest of the world. Like, I'm not, as, I'm not someone who starts any trends. And so I was like, oh, dang it, I'll never be a blogger. And then I was starting to realize, you know what? I'm not meant to be this fashion blogger. I like to write. Like, that's what I like to do. But then I started to see that other like writers were doing these one quotes. Like that was the thing to just do one line. But then I remember feeling like something was missing. Like every time I would try to do that it, and it didn't do well too. I was like, that doesn't feel like me either. Like something's missing. So finally one day I was like, you know what? I know how to do like a lot of words. Like I have a lot of my heart. Like I could maybe break it down to four paragraphs at the minimum. You know, that's just who I am. I'll bold certain phrases, but let me try to like do a title like I used to do with my blogs. And like, hopefully if people want to read it, they will. And what's interesting is the minute I stopped trying to be like every other creator I saw on Instagram was when like one, people were able to connect with who I am. And two, I, in retrospect, my writing was doing better. Like I was getting better. I kind of realized that my books were selling more. People were following me more and I don't do it for those reasons, but I find it very, very interesting that the minute I stopped trying to do what everyone else was doing, I just did what I felt felt right for me. Like what fit me and my personality and how I'm different then it was able to grow and more people were able to see my writing. And that was ultimately the goal. And I think, especially with my mini books, I tried to do what we talked about earlier and resonate a lot with people because sometimes I feel like in the Christian writing space, people say the same thing, like, Oh, this is a hard season. Like just let go, let God. It feels like all these phrases that are just barbs and without realizing it, it's people who Sometimes I'm like, I can't relate to you. Like mm -hmm. I, you feel like you, you never were a waitress for four years. Like I was, you know, oh like you don't gosh. know what it's like. And that's also my own sin, assuming that. But I always vow when I write to try to never talk good things about myself. Like I don't, mm -hmm. I want to be able to admit the messy, mm -hmm. not even that messy, even just admit the boring, basic thoughts in my head, but not like, I'm not the girl who probably started an orphanage in another country. Like that's amazing. But like, I'm more of an ordinary girl and I'm going to embrace that and I'm going to try to be a better Christian, but I try to only open up about like the hard, like the yucky things that no one likes to admit thoughts and not make it like a resume check when I tell a story about myself. And so that was always my inspiration for that. And just like the idea of like, I have a lot of words to say and I don't have to like edit it out or filter it to fit one mold, but I'm sure y'all relate to that too as creatives. Like, you know, I don't know if y'all ever tried to copy something, but when you figured out who you were, it was able to be more, it feels right. And it was able to grow better. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, she was an influencer for the longest time and she technically still is, but she's like found her niche like in other ways. Yeah. I mean, I, I took a break for a while, but I was like you, I started doing like fashion blogging and wanting to do that. And then I just realized for me, I didn't feel like it was giving any value back to the world other than go buy these clothes. And again, not that there's anything wrong with that in any way. Like I love buying clothes, <laughs> but it was more <laughs> of like, for me as Olivia, I felt like I had more to give in that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, the minute I started just doing what I loved on Instagram and creating 
these photos like with Photoshop and stuff was the minute I started growing and that was you know I think that is the through line with every entrepreneur and every person it's like if you if every big person or every person that changed the world stopped and tried to copy someone else we wouldn't have the greatest things ever like Disneyland for example <laughs> but you <laughs> know it brings Disney and I'll <laughs> all comes back, back to, to Disney mountains. yes but for real like there you have to be strong in who you are and do what you want to do and not copy other people or you're never going to get anywhere so I think that has really shown through your work and it gives like you said those young girls who are just scrolling 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 oh, a time to actually absorb edifying and really good content that's not just, hey, you're too ugly, you need more clothes, you need to lose weight. It's like, actually, no, you're perfect the way you are. Read this for just one second of your life and then keep scrolling, you know? And I think that is really, really cool. Well, and I think a really cool thing that you touched on is um, talking about, like, even just, like, the boring things. Like, I think that there is such a huge wave of, I am just so messy or I am perfect and I have everything together and this is how I did it effortlessly. It's like, you're either on one spectrum of like this effortless, perfect, it just worked out because I have the formula and Mm -hmm. I'm just like so messy and like (laughs) so chaotic and I have this long list of issues. So much trauma. Yeah, so much trauma. And there's not this in between of like, we are actually all uh, messy and we all have that. And you can then pretend like you're effortless and you have a perfect life, but you're really not. We're all like on the same line. And in between all of that, there is a huge boringness of life and who we are. And um, I think that by not trying to do the trends and by doing, you know, what everyone else is doing and just, you know, what do I want to do? What is my passion? And then also remembering like, what am I just called to? Am I called to be a mom? Am I I just called to um, being a stay-at-home mom and like nurture my children and doing that the best way possible? And although my life might feel mundane, it really isn't. And so I, I love that you're speaking to those things because it's like we all have that like boringness and mundaneness of life, but that's not all that it is. We all have messiness and that's not like who you are. It's it's like I I I, I just think everyone's trying to find that identity of like being one or the other, but just embrace being in the middle and content. I think that there's a loss of that contentment. So we're doing a giveaway because we, I mean, we went past our two year anniversary. I, know, I can't believe it's been two years. Over 150 episodes of that Salt and Pepper podcast. So crazy. So we thought it was time. Let's just do a big giveaway. How big? How big? Well, we're giving away Clear Stem products. You know, they've been one of our top episodes of the year. Clear Stem, it's everything. The episode was everything, but we're going to give away the Bounce Back Serum. So if you like want Yum. Botox, but like, you know, don't want Botox, that's the move. Um, the Hydro Glow. And then you've been using the eye gel. Okay. This is going to sound really weird, but it smells so good. I want to taste it. Me too. Isn't it? It almost feels like it shouldn't because it's not like fake. It just right. smells yummy. It smells like something like natural that smells yes. really, really good. That's yes. my, that's it, the it, moisturizer it, too. It smells like it shouldn't work. 
Yes. <laughs> no, that's true. And the moisturizer gives you a glow so you don't have to use like the other products that give you a glow. So it's the best. Yeah, I love it. And then we're also giving away $150 credit for Katie Dean. You know, we love Katie. We've had her on the show. Um, and that also comes with an 18 karat gold plated bangle. So super cute obviously so nice and we're giving away a book from grace valentine who has been on the show it's her new book called what will they think which is so on topic for everything that we talk about why do you care about what other people think be who you are yeah it's the best and then you get a full set of salt and pepper scrunchies cute which is cute and guys this giveaway is worth over six hundred dollars that's actually insane. And that's that's honestly like, what are you doing? You have to enter the giveaway. And that is so nice. I'm entering of the all giveaway. of these people. I'm keeping it. <laughs> I'm, I I'm am the giveaway too. winner. <laughs> I really wish I could actually. I had a friend go, if I enter, can you just pick me? And I'm like, mm, no. But no. subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll see. <laughs> so to see how you guys can enter, just head to our Instagram, the Salt and Pepper Podcast, and you will see all the details on a recent post. I will pin it at the top so you guys can enter. But one of those things, hint, hint, is subscribing, rating, and reviewing. So while you're on the podcast, might as well go do it. So head to the show notes below or head to the Salt and Pepper podcast on Instagram to see more details. And let's get back to the show. I mean, I used to think, especially when it came to like Jesus, like I either didn't have enough, like a crazy story of me being like on cocaine and in the streets, like, you know, like mm-hmm. Jesus blinds me, you know, like meets me right there. <laughs> so cool. Chills. Everyone hears my testimony. They cry, you know, been the jail. And then I also felt like I wasn't like this good girl. I'm like, okay, shoot, I blacked out at some parties, you know, like, mm-hmm. like and now I have to rebrand myself as the Christian girl. And so that's kind of to me, like the boring is like, we're, you're right. Like we're all in the spectrum. Like, and I used to think people like me couldn't write because it had to be either the girl who like did something crazy, like never before seen, like created a business out of nowhere, uh, orphanages out of nowhere, or you had to have seen heaven and like died four times. Like, yeah. Those are the kind of people who like wrote books. And so part of my prayer was I was like, maybe she needs to make an ordinary girl. I don't know if it's because I grew up listening to that Hannah Montana song, Ordinary Girl. Yes. And you think, like, you know, great song, but that was very much my mindset. But I also think, like we said earlier, social media can be such a bad thing. Now, that's kind of where I get, like, my, like, I have a passion for trying to make it a good place for someone to meet, like, like freedom, someone to meet peace. Because like, I'm a firm believer that a bad thing can be a good thing if it's a God thing. And so it's, like, like anything, like, social media has destroyed me in so many ways in my past. Like, when I look back on, like, my most insecure moments at 17, I was scrolling. And that's yeah. kind of what led to it. Obviously, it's no one's fault. Like, it's no girl posting a bikini picture's fault. It's my own fault for thinking that that is who I had to be Mm. but it's so easy for social media to be so toxic but a bad thing can be a good thing if it's a god thing so like anything that is so worldly we can take and give it to god and watch him make it do something crazy cool and so when I think about social media I'm just a full circle of being an insecure 17 year old being in college a hot mess trying to go to every formal because I thought that's the only way I'll look cool on social media and to finally being like I'm just gonna write and hopefully other girls can find this and be encouraging it's cool to see something that has destroyed me be used for good yeah well and I think you know that is also a testament to you wanting to better yourself because I do think in the vein of everyone being like well I'm messy or like what did the bachelorette Hannah like god bless this mess and she just talks about doing 
terrible things and God's still loving her. And not that he doesn't love her, but you, yeah, you, you yeah, guys we, get what I'm get saying. It, we get it. Um, and, but it's, it's within this thing of like, well, that's my truth. And I did it this way. And it's like, well, hang on. It's not about what your truth is. It's about what the truth is. It's about the gospel. And I made these mistakes, but I'm going to stand here and I'm going to try to be better. And I think that's the through line of what you talk about a lot. And you talk about in your podcast and your book is like, yes, we've made these mistakes, but now how can I dive into the word and use that for his kingdom and say, I'm actually going to do my best to not do that again. And if I do it again, I'm going to fall on my knees and it's going to be the same thing over and over again. But I think we really underestimate that in our culture these days. It's like, you don't actually have to sit in your messiness. You can start to tidy things up and God can help you in that. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's like, it's like this idolizing this, like, crazy girl mentality without even realizing it and we think that's also how we find ourselves I think some people yeah. think like in order to figure out what kind of guy like I have to like kiss so many frogs and it starts with kissing mm. frogs and then it's like make a lot of mistakes with frogs and then you just end up not happy like that's mm. the thing is I think Christians can sometimes be bad in the past where I was not I don't want to say Christians not all Christians but mm. I had met people when I was my crazy party girl phase in college I wasn't having fun and yet they would tell me okay, don't do this because it's against the law. But that never made sense to me. But then finally, when I realized, maybe I don't need to black out because I'm not enjoying this. Like my face mm. has never been puffier. Like I'm always bloated. I'm throwing up in the morning hungover. Like this is not fun. Like this, there's no way that this is who God wants me to be. Like I'm mm. not my best self. I don't feel free. I thought I'd feel freedom if I was dancing on tables out, taking shots and going to formal, but I'm not. And so <laughs> I think the best thing too about when you do that tidy up, moment in your life when you start realizing okay I don't have it all together I am a mess but I want God to redeem this somehow so that I can be this broken vessel for his glory that's when you see those things weren't even freeing like I wasn't even having fun in that phase and so now mm-hmm. on the other side of it being 26 and I think about like my college self who was just getting called story standards and causing a ruckus at the bar like I could cut the lines I knew the bartender so well like and not because he went to school. He was like a 50 year old man who's the bouncer. You know, I think of someone who was like not having fun, like, and not having freedom. So to anyone listening to who just like tidying up your life, isn't going to make your life more boring. I think that's the biggest lie we tell people that when you tidy it up, like you have to give away things, but I'm like, I gained way more Mm -hmm. than I had to give away through that season. Yeah. Um, And I think that speaks to multitudes about how Jesus uses our stories like he he doesn't give everyone like we're not all going to go through like I love that you keep touching on orphanages I need to know <laughs> oh, honestly, I need to orphanages. Orphanages. <laughs> I think this starts an orphanage abroad like you should there's yes that is great I loved it it was amazing she inspired oh, yeah, me but that. I'm like I must go and start an orphanage yeah see, and that's not that's not for everyone you know and it's great for her and that's that's the really it is great <laughs> it was for her great for katie and those, just and not for children yeah. um uh but i think what's so cool is like well you know jesus wasn't the reason you went through those things it was your own choices but he redeems it and now he gets to use your story for millions of these girls who have the same experience I mean you are literally you're preaching to the choir like we have very similar I didn't go to sorority but I might as well have um I uh had a crazy you know college experience I ended up like coming away from the Lord like while I was in Bible college and I, I went to like, Baylor which is funny too it's like, oh that's hilarious like, going to like, funny. school 
It's so funny. Isn't it funny? We just like, yeah, we're just like getting drunk the whole time and then come away from Christ. Travel because it's mandated. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I went to a Nazarene college. (laughs) But I also have never done anything. So yeah, (laughs) that's also a little Um, different. And so it was, it was so wild because it was finally through that season that I'm like, what is my life? Like, what is this? Like, why would I want to go through this every day? Why would I want to actually even be with another one of these guys who are at one of these parties, which they too can be redeemed, but in that time weren't like, why do I want to be friends with these people? Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's so cool because like you're, you're speaking to the masses of people and you know, like it's, it's so weird to think back because like all of my friends that I partied with, like I don't, none of them are believers. And so I have to like have hope in my story that somehow other people can, can find that. And you know, people are going to read your books and be like, I can have like hope you know, like there's a truth in the world. And so I think that's the beauty of it. Like we don't have to have these crazy messy lives, um, or seem like we have it all put together. Like we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I'd even encourage, like, I have to encourage myself that like, yeah, it's great to post, but there's nothing better than seeing that old friend that, you know, and talking to them. I remember one of the girls who was probably more of like a partier and who like was always against anyone who's really into their faith she had bought my first book and like posted it was like I'm cheering you on Grace like I know this may not be what you expect from me but I'm that and I was like wow what like if that was why I had to write that book just for her like praise God like that's it's cool so not even just about speaking to the masses but just speaking to the people around you like Mm -hmm. younger girls like I love that any chance I get to see like there's some girls in my town who are 17 that I pour into and I'm like I know you're so insecure but it gets better like Mm. when you can watch your little trials your your insecurity all those become someone's survival guide and something that points someone to Jesus like that is the best feeling of just knowing like okay maybe I can at least tell this one young girl what I learned and that may be what she needs to help her live a freeing life in this season Yeah. And I, and I think one thing that you touched on in your podcast too, that kind of goes into that is you were talking about how you had a plan for your life and how at 27 you wanted to have or your first kid and that probably won't happen. It might, you never know. Um, but pro- probably not though, but maybe you never know. Um, uh, I don't know if I want to even in- like, uh, engage after two months, engage, engaged, married, pregnant within a year. Yeah. Um, but you said that, uh, it was your disappointment episode on water and wine, your podcast. And it said, uh, disappointment is pride because you want your life to be where you expected it to be. And I thought that was such a good thing to say because I, I have known a lot of people that are like, it's written out year by year what they want. And then, you know, unfortunately that doesn't happen for them. And I see them now and I'm like, I know you're so sad and I don't know what I can say to make this better, but like, it is okay. Like it is okay. You're, you're not where you think you are. I don't think anyone is where they think. I didn't think I'd be freaking living at home with my mom when I was almost 30, but that's the path, you know? So I think it's, I would love for you to talk about that and where you're at in your life right now, finding, finding I think that joy in where you're at but also being like I do have hope for the future though yeah I always laugh that I when I was in high school I remember this one girl we had this like the last time we talked she was like uh I want to 
get married and I'm like I probably will be I was like I said some joke like oh I don't know when I'll get married and she said like Grace we all know you're gonna go to college and you're gonna find someone and get married super young and you're gonna love this I'm like stop it really you think so and I never like that's the vision I had hoped for myself that I never even thought about like what career I would do like I kind of had some things I liked like PR and writing I wanted to be an author but I kind of didn't think it was possible and so I've been single now for a while where yeah, I have flings, but it never works out no matter how hard I try. And I've been able to do so much, but I don't have control of my love life. And I think that's kind of like a very disappointing thing. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of girls in their 20s who are single can relate to that, that I always thought that I would be a younger bride. I mean, I went to Christian college even, like, you know, like I yeah. like- Ring before spring. spring. <laughs> exactly. It's what I said to my friend who went to LSU, she goes, what does that mean? I was like, wow, we have different college experiences. You're like, it's messed up. Trust me. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not, it doesn't always work out. And that's also the thing is we're all going to have heartbreak in some ways. Some of us, I know girls who've had divorces way earlier than they expected. And like, that's so sad to hard mm-hmm. to watch them go through that. Like, I thought I'm mourning this like season that I thought I would be able to like have kids before 30. And I'm not saying that won't happen in general. Like that's four more years, but yeah. like I started, I was like, there's that friends episode. If you've ever seen that friends episode where Rachel turns like 31, she goes, mm-hmm. well, I need, if I want to have kids by this age, I need yeah. it, whatever. And she's like, well, I need to meet someone like, last year last like year. she kind of yeah. comes to the realization like the only way for her plan to work out was if something didn't happen I think that's for me a lot of disappointment has come in that but I've really realized kind of that pride thing that at the end of the day like there are so many things that God has blessed me with that I also didn't see coming you know certain friendships I've met when moving to Florida from once going to college in Texas like even like my best college friend who's now married moved to Florida randomly and she was from Minnesota and now we both live in Orlando and she's married on like pregnant with her second kid and it's so cool how god just brought us both to the same area and we're in such different seasons but then she will even joke with me like how she wishes she had a like my career or something like mm-hmm. stuff like that so it's interesting how you always can be disappointed with whatever you have and so that was that's kind of the season i'm in now and i get those moments where i'm still sad and i want to say that to every girl listening it's okay if you have a moment where you're mourning where you thought you would be like that that's okay you can acknowledge and be sad for that but you have to go forward in that because like, if you just stay sitting in the corner crying about where you thought you'd be, you're just going to waste more time and miss out on the blessings that you have in your present. Because I always think like, if you look to the left as you write at other people's blessings, you're going to miss out on your blessings that are right in front of you. Mm-hmm. So the same things that I'm upset about being single, I firmly believe that God knows my personality so much and that I wouldn't have written this many books if I wasn't single, because I'd probably be so excited for my ovaries to just like have kids, you know, like, yeah, I totally. probably would like, and not that I couldn't do that pregnant, like, not that I couldn't do that with kids, but I think God knows my personality and knows that when that season's come, I'm probably going to take a, a breather. Like, I'm probably going to focus fully on that because I'm not good at juggling a lot of things mm-hmm. like that. So I think God mm-hmm. knew me so well. So instead of disappointment, instead of that pride of thinking I know better, I've had to let go of that and just trust that God is better at writing my story than me. And hopefully I will find someone. I'm a firm believer. Like if it's a desire in your heart and God wants it to glorify him, he's not going to promise it to you. Like he can't, he isn't going to write, like give you a boy tomorrow on Amazon prime. But I do believe that he hears that and he cares about our desires and he wants those things to glorify him. And so if I trust him, if I walk with him, there's going to be blessings may not be a six foot man who loves sushi like me, but it may be something or someone or a season that's going to help me see 
who got it. I don't know if y'all yeah. can relate to that at all. And that's something I'm still Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think, I think so much of this is, like, culture as well. Like, we're in this, like, super fast pace culture that says like you need to write a book by the time you're 30 and have you know like um a a hundred thousand dollar uh salary and um you're also like you have like all the social medias and you have like people taking care of all that stuff for you and you're super successful and you're speaking at every single event and everyone looks up to you and it just looks perfect and um, it's so hard when those those expectations that we put on ourselves like aren't met. Like we, we talk about this on the podcast, like we've been doing this for nearly three years and it's not like where we even thought it was going to be. Like we see our potential. We see like how good our podcast is. And that's not just like tooting our own horn, but it's like the community that we have. Like we're so proud of like the people that we have around us and what we realized is we're like, oh, wait, you you actually talked on this. Um, if we just talk to one person who needs to hear our podcast and we either like make them think differently about something or think harder about something or if we share Jesus to someone and we make someone question um, their beliefs or we make someone feel more confident, like whatever it is and if it's in the positive and especially if it's for Jesus, that's what he's called us to do. And so if you know you're supposed to be doing something, you just have to trust in doing it. And whatever the outcome is has nothing to do with you. There are people who are so good at their jobs and they're not being noticed, but Jesus does. And God notices that stuff. And I think that's something that we always have to remember. Like it's not about the world recognizing us. It's about doing what we feel passionate and called to do. And so we we like the two of us have to remind each other of that. We're like, oh gosh, like we didn't get that many lessons on this last episode. And we're like, maybe we just didn't need to. Maybe there was just one person who needed to hear that specifically. And we knew we were supposed to talk about that. Or maybe I needed to work harder, longer. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I see it. I love that you brought up because there's even, I remember, I don't want to say names, but there's an author who got really popular really quick. And I remember even my publisher and people saying, look at what she's doing. Like, you should go for this. And then slowly her life, I don't want to say names, but like, yeah. And so, crumbled. destroyed well it sounds bad like without realizing it she was doing marriage conferences and then her marriage fell apart and then she was like she had just adopted a baby and then her family was like struggling and then she posted something and went from being this relatable girl to talk calling her maid her toilet cleaner (gasps) and it was it was just like when did you become this and so I'm also a believer that if, if you're doing things with your mindset of how do I get my name great you can probably figure out a way but if it won't lead to something worthwhile and you will get burned out. You will not be happy and you won't be free. And I feel like if there's one thing that's worth it in this life, it's freedom. Like we all desire freedom and freedom. Isn't even just money. Like I, I get, cause I grew up always having a job. Like if I had a job, I still will nanny while I'm juggling trying to make this full time because it's not as easy. I'm sure y'all understand to be a creative. Like people think you're just like racking it in. You have a decently successful podcast. You're Joke's like, I don't you. know. I'm like, how do people, I'm like, where do people go to get them? Like, I was like, yeah. I don't even know. We like, don't know. Wrong. But I, so sometimes I'm like, oh, freedom would be money in the success or mm-hmm. this relationship to like take cute pictures with. 
But all that means nothing if the reason you're doing it is to make your name great. And so you will not be able to do truly big and free things if you don't know where freedom comes from and your big God. And yeah. we, we'll see people's whole lives, I don't want to say crumble, but the, 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 if it, your foundation is just on yourself and you're going to get nasty, you're going to get mean, like sin's going to creep in where you least expect it. And the things that were once blessings are going to fall apart. Yeah. And it's your definition of success. I mean, exactly a long time. Yeah. For me, it was like, these are all the, this is what success means. But really for me, it's like, yeah, I don't have a fancy house. I don't have a fancy car, but I'm self-employed. I don't have to be a server at Red Robin anymore, which literally was like working in hell for four years. But it's like, you know, I think it is important to remember, like maybe God wants you to be in this season and work really, really hard because then you're never going to take it for granted. I will never like if whatever happens in my life, I will never take for granted living outside of my bedroom, even getting an apartment. I'm like, I know that I won't because I've been in it. And so I think that's a lot of people need to remember, like actually maybe success is working your butt off because you're going to be a better person for it in the end. Yeah. And I love that because I think I am not someone who's had like my life easily handed to me. And it's easy if that's you to like resent people who like yeah. get to study abroad this whole summer and live a mama mia and you're like mm, who paid for that like daddy like daddy. you know <laughs> um and I used to resent people for that but then I'm like I, I don't even I'm like I just can appreciate my work ethic because and like you I was a waitress for a great sushi restaurant but it was like sketchy on the outside but like I loved it when I was in high school for three years and when I'd come mm-hmm. back and work when I was in college for this like if I was in town for the summer for a week or two because I didn't stay long in my hometown because I hated it half the time but I will never take advantage, like you said, like the idea that there's a servers or like that's a hard job. Hardest and, job ever. And it makes me so appreciative that I saw the way that people looked at me with like not disgust, but just like that you're not a human being and that. And I'm like, oh I, gosh, I'm nicer yeah. because of that. Like I'm kinder, mm-hmm. I'm more appreciative. And some of my friends who've maybe had it handed to them, I'm not yeah. saying that they're some of them are the nicest people I know, but some of them don't even realize like the way they're speaking to a server or the way that they're speaking to their own mother or the way Mm -hmm. that they're speaking to people in different industries because they just never experienced it. So the things that felt like trials and hurdles for me ended up being things that made me a better person. Yeah, Mm. totally. Oh, I could talk about being a server for forever. Um, (laughs) Don't. (laughs) I know. Um, Well, before we end, I really want to talk about your book that it just came out or is it for pre-order? It's out. It just came out. It just came out. Okay. Yeah, that's so exciting. It's called What Will They Think? And I know in the book you talk a lot about being bold. And I think that's a really cool topic that like I actually feel like I haven't talked about a lot. But when you were talking about it, you were saying that being bold isn't just about speaking your mind or like standing up or being like the loudest person. But sometimes it's just doing what God calls you to do. Maybe it's being meek. Maybe it's being, you know, whatever it could be and so I would love for you to talk about where the premise of that book came from you know not caring about what other people think which is such a hard topic but also how that intertwines with being bold as well yeah I mean so the book's called what would they think so like you said it's about not caring about what people think of you but I kind of structured it around nine women in the bible and the reason I did that is because I think there's a, like a lot you get on two different spectrums kind of like we talked about like the two different podcast spectrums like some people say like to be a bold, like boss girl, you gotta like push down men, be loud, prove everyone wrong. Success is the best revenge. Like there's that, like what woman empowerment is. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's a church that doesn't really ever 
empower women, you know, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying all churches do that, but there is like, oh, I feel like God, yeah, a lot of them. And I feel like I went through a season where I felt that firsthand with like church hurt as being a woman. Um, there's some tangible things that happened to me and it was just really hard. And I always say, I didn't even want to be like someone who's so woman empowerment. There are people who'd be like, you're such a feminist. And at first I'd be like, oh, I'm a feminist. Ew, no. And then I was like, wait, I do believe if I look up the definition, like I do believe that. Traditional mm-hmm. definition. Yeah. True like not feminism. like, not the way that the word world yes. has taken it, but I am like a, I do want girls to get equal. Pay. I, I do believe that sometimes the church make, puts women in a corner and they say, you can be a, work for the children and not lead a small group. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. times that I see that. And so I, but I didn't want to be it because I just thought I would be this wife at this age. Like I thought I would just be in that. And I think God gave me this more of a career to be bold, like things to step up in and to find myself and to find not my voice, but his spirit inside me. And mm-hmm. so the reason I wrote this book around the woman of the Bible is because I saw so many women thinking that the Bible hated women, that scripture hates women, that, and then also I've seen church people take scripture and say, women should be quiet. Women have to do what a man or the church, like what the religious people say. So I wanted to show people the woman of the Bible that like God used for big things. And some of them have crazy past. Like some of them aren't the good girls. Some of them are just lived quiet lives. Some of them, my favorite one that I talk about is Tabitha because we don't know much about Tabitha, but there's a verse that she cared for the poor and the widows in her town and she would sew them clothes. And then she was risen from the dead, which is so cool to think about in Acts that that happened. And she, she didn't ever probably really leave her city. Like, that's the crazy thing. She just loved the overlooked in her own town. And that was bold. Like, that was different. And that lived a life where people were weeping when she was first, like, dead. And it was the people who were so overlooked. And so the reason I wrote this book was because I wanted women to know that God didn't hate them, but God called women up and that we can live bold lives when we realize who our big God is. And that was kind of my prayer for it. It's been fun to, like, be released. I've traveled to a couple different cities in my Honda Civic. So once again, nothing glamorous, but <laughs> I was able to meet girls and I just felt like I hadn't found a book like that. So that's why I wrote it. That's awesome. Well, I want to finish reading it. That's for sure. I had never, I've never heard of that story about Tabitha. I know me neither. It's like I've been a Christian my whole life and I've never heard of that. Which, which is so funny. It's like, how often do we hear about girls in the Bible? Yeah, no offense. Don't. I mean, Esther. Yeah. Esther. That's right. but I'm like, yeah. you hear like a whole series on like you'll you'll hear it like noah you know in the ark you think like but there's so many cool and that's literally yeah peter's the one it's an axe church is forming and literally i think it's acts nine i one of my favorite bible stories but my favorite thing is we don't know as like tabitha's relationship status we don't know mm. like what she looked like but we just know that she loved the overlooked well mm, and that's wow. like Lynn has one line i always said used to joke with my friends like if I have a daughter I'll name her Tabitha and they're like you That's can't cute. like so ugly but, <laughs> no, <laughs> love it. Uh, but I'm like, so I'm like what a legacy for someone to have and same totally. with like Hagar I think is a great yeah. woman in the Old Testament and that's totally. something that some people have heard of but a lot of girls I know haven't and the way that she calls God the God who uh sees me like yeah. and if you want to be bold you have to first realize that you're seen by God and I think totally. some people need to hear that too Whoa. that's that story that is, so is crazy of Hagar just like going in the desert being alone and like God being like what's wrong and it's like well I got royally screwed over by your boy over there what do you mean <laughs> and it's but he was there for her and, and God was working in Sarah's life yeah and Sarah was not nice to Hagar and that's also yeah. where it's like I've also been (laughs) yeah I'm like I was like I'm team Hagar but I'm like you can look at yourself and say that you've probably been the toxic mean person as someone yes God will still like use you and hopefully redeem you in that 
Um, and so, yeah, I love how Sarah and Hagar's stories intertwine, and I think they can teach us a lot. But yeah, there's yeah, th- we don't see many series on women in the Bible. Maybe International Women's Day, they'll have a woman preach, and they'll be like, that, or like Mother's yeah. Day. But I think yeah. it's so important because when you read the scripture and you think about historically the time it was written and how there were so many stories of women actually through scripture, mm-hmm. you're like, wait, maybe this lie that God hates women isn't true. Like maybe mm-hmm. there yeah. were so many opportunities that God in a time where people didn't really want to put women in as characters in the story, you know, and they were because of who our God is. And the fact that he was more powerful than the culture, even at that time to show mm-hmm. the case woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, without a woman, we wouldn't have Jesus. So that's all I'll say. <laughs> Virgin woman too. Yeah. Well, we always like to ask our guests what their silver lining is. So something good that came from something bad or challenging in any time frame. Does anything come to mind for you? Yeah. Well, that's a great question. Um, I would say going back to what we talked about disappointment when it comes to like my singleness and I'm not saying my singleness is like this horrible thing, you know, I don't want anyone to think I'm like being single is like the hardest thing. Someone's like, I've dealt with way bigger trauma, but I do think my singleness is something I can see the silver lining. And like, I just took my Honda Civic and I packed up and went to some of my biggest Mm -hmm. cities on a book tour. And those are things like, yeah, I could probably find a husband who could do that with me, but those are things I wouldn't necessarily be able to always do and just spur the moment, get in my car and go if I was where I thought I would be at this age. Mm-hmm. And so that is a blessing. But what are y'all silver lining? I like that. Oh, oh. Uh, um, my silver lining. So my boyfriend is a DP. And so he is like on a shoot right now. And he got called to go to Palm Springs really last minute. And I was with a DP, uh, director of photography, but it's like, um, uh, he has a like a video production company. So he like makes cool. videos and films. Yeah. yeah. You should make He's him super- do a music video of you. I would be like, time to do my music video. I know. <laughs> I, he needs to do a video of us. Um, but he, you know, he got called to go. And then I almost not called like, by the Lord, by like, you know, the company. An actual person. Yeah, the company called him and asked him to come. Um, and I almost went with him and I was just like, no, like I can't. I actually have a lot of work to do and it'll be six days, but like that's okay. And I think and and then later he texted me on his way and he's like, I I love that you're a girl that can go to church without me. And that was like a really cool text yeah. to get to just be like, oh, I don't need to be with you 24 seven. I'm not codependent on you, but like we actually just want to be together and we enjoy working together, but I actually don't need you. Like I need Jesus. I don't need you. I want to be with you. So I think that has been a cool distinction for me. Oh, like, you that love that. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. And that's, I was going to tell you, Dr. Eyelashes is the worst. So. Oh my gosh. that That's so funny. In my podcast, it's so funny. He's literally. Can't believe he blocked you. And then he came back. I, no, I, I'm in the middle of the episode. He came back. How dare he? And he still, it's funny. He literally was like, hey, I'm so sorry. That was so bad that I blocked you. I was talking to you in the sky. And all of a sudden he just like, it was like he, stri- he told me in the beginning, he was, whatever you do, don't ghost me. And I was like, I won't because I was upset about something. And then he literally goes to me out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And, and I was like, her. But then he, of course, four weeks later, he texts me. He loves says, you. Would you want to? I know. He texted me again recently. And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> he sent me a voice. Sorry, like, want to go get dinner? I'm like, no, I'm not that. I have dignity. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good, no. good. Know um, your worth. What's your silver lining, Lisa? Um, I, um, okay, I'll just talk and then see if one comes out. Um, it's, (laughs) it's been probably the hardest season of my life. Um, but what 
I've learned about my relationship with the Lord and like who he is. Um, I'm like really shocked by like my dependence on him in this time. And, um, I like really struggle in my prayer life and like believing in prayer for some reason. I don't know why that's something that just like doesn't compute. Like I've been a believer almost all of my life and it's just never been a computing thing in my brain. Like logic, it doesn't hold, but, um, just like being in the season of like believing even though like I don't know if it's doing anything but just like continuing to show up despite whatever is happening I think has been really good so it's not even like I'm sure there's a light at the end of the tunnel I don't even see it I just know it's there and so it's like yeah, walking by faith is like the most real thing in my life right now, but it's really giving me like a dependence on him that I've never felt before. And it's, yeah, yeah I love that. Cause I think there's so many times when I pray and I'm like, okay, is anyone there? Like anyone yeah. listening? And also I'm like, was, was there any point of mentioning that to God? Like what was the point right. of mentioning how I feel? Oh, but yeah. it is that like you have, when you pray, you're not looking for results. You're looking for a relationship you know so I think that's the beautiful thing is like your dependence on him is the most beautiful part because that is yeah that's awesome yeah that's so good well tell everybody where we can find you we can get your book what will they think listen to your podcast see your mini books all the things oh so kind you can find me on instagram at the grace valentine my podcast instagram is at water into one podcast i believe and you can get my book wherever books are sold amazon is obviously the easiest there's a link in my bio on my instagram at the grace valentine um, but you can also go to Barnes and Nobles and Books a Millions, call ahead to make sure they have it in stock. But yeah, and the book is called What Will They Think? Yay. Thank you, Thank so, you so much. much. This was so fun. Yay. Thank you all so much. All right, Shakers. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Grace was obviously our soul sister and their podcast is so similar to ours that you need to rush over there to listen water into wine. I also want to apologize again for some of the technical difficulties, the audio snafus. It's bound to happen. Zoom did us dirty this time. Trust me, you guys, it wasn't even me. It was Zoom, I promise. But either way, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We had a really great time. Like we had said in the show, Grace's book just came out called What Will They Think? You can scroll down to the show notes below and get a direct link to go get that on Amazon. And you can also head to our pin post on our Instagram and we are doing a giveaway for one of her books. So head there to find out. Well, I think that's everything. So we will shake it up with you guys next Tuesday. Well, Shakers, thanks for listening to today's show. We are so happy you took the time to listen. If you liked it, share it on your Instagram stories and tag us. We will make sure to send you a message. We love connecting with our audience and also love to see that you are listening to the show. It truly means the world. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps our show grow. You can also follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram. Well, I think that's it. So we will shake it up with you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.